0: Happy 25th Queen Deep Dive. Ladies and gentlemen, I have talked about, including this song, 25 Queen songs, and almost none of them were big hits. Wow, that sounds like a terrible thing to say, (laughs) but what I mean is I'm going through every song on the Guys Studio album, so of course, earlier albums... Not as much activity, not as much interest from the press or even the people. But hey, you know what? We're on album three. We're in sheer heart attack territory now. And that means a world of difference. We had the big hit, Killer Queen. Before that, we had the first English hit, Seven Seas of Rye, one of my favorites. And I'm so stoked because today is not only the 25th Queen Deep Dive, and I'm not even a quarter of the way through this, not even, Not even close. I've got tons more to go. I'm so excited. But you know what else? This is my 39th overall podcast episode. And that's cool because there is a song by Queen called 39. We'll get to that one later. It's on the next album. It's on the magnificent A Night at the Opera. That's a Brian May song. But today, It's all Freddie Mercury madness, fantastic Freddie Mercury awesomeness. Dive number 25, yep. Track number four on Queen's amazing Sheer Heart Attack album. So diverse, so dynamic, this album, and very catchy, and made big waves in the music press. This is all progressive glam rock, appropriately dramatic, I just listened to this song again before I started this episode. And you know what? This truly is one of my favorites. It used to be, it might still be my favorite on Sheer Heart Attack. Well, maybe not. There's another song on this album. It's not even a hit, but it's another song that might take the cake. At any rate, yes, this song is amazing. And it's called Flick of the Wrist. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury in all his dramatic glory, fabulousness. This was a double A-side with Killer Queen. So even though it didn't make any massive waves on its own, and it doesn't have a lot of comments from critics or even the guys, this song, to me, is a huge standout number. I feel like it takes the artistry, the drama, the impressive, ferocious. Ferocious? ferocious energy of the earlier songs, especially from Queen 2, and slams it into this incredibly composed, a little bit more sophisticated number from Freddie. I'm guessing it was written sometime in 1974 when the album Sheer Heart Attack was released because a lot of the songs for this album were written very, very quickly, and that's why it's even more impressive. Also impressive, we're at 148 beats per minute. We're galloping. We're pounding along. We are getting it all in there and then some. And I think maybe, maybe that's why this feels grander than it is. It's not very long. It's just over three minutes. But it feels really dramatic and intense because it's so fast. There's a lot happening here. It's very hard to keep up with this. And I am very impressed with all the guys on this, on this song. I mean, I'm always impressed. But there's something about this that is so... Height and composed between the four of them. Sometimes it just feels like they're that much more locked in, like they're all on the same wavelength, like they don't even have to try. This is one of those songs. A few different keys here, E minor, and a little bit of A minor and C major going on as well. So it's kind of funny when I think back to the earlier songs from Freddie, especially on, you know, well, both Queen and Queen 2, but... Five different keys, (laughs) shifts in time signature. I mean, we were all over the place. But we're not doing that with these songs on Sheer Heart Attack. Even the ones from Freddie are much more strategically done. It's almost like the guys are like, yeah, we can do a lot with experimentation. We can do a lot with the production. But we don't have to change so many of these other things to achieve this incredible result. I've got my coffee here. I'm so excited. I cannot believe this is the 25th Queen Deep Dive. Excuse me while I take a sip. Mm. It's so good. It's so good. I love pour over, by the way. I should do a podcast about pour over coffee. I probably don't do it right, but is there really any right way to do it? If it tastes good, isn't that all that matters? <laughs> okay, I digress about coffee. Let's get back to "Flick of the wrist." Ha, <sighs> What is this about? Well, this is directly from Freddie. It's, quote, "a sort of tongue-in-cheek story about the con men and rip-off artists we're always running into. Our manager would like to think it's about him, but it's not. unquote." <laughs> Freddie. Okay, let's talk about this. This song, and as I go through it, and if you read the lyrics along with me or you listen to it, I'm sure you'll understand. It is a very big statement about the pain, the suffering, the angst, the unending trying that an artist goes through with a manager or a label or whomever it is. Whoever, whomever. The Office, you guys. Go watch that episode. Is whomever even really a word? Okay, So yes, this song is very bold, very dramatic, and it's from the, I suppose, the starving artist perspective. And I have a really hard time believing there's not something personal going on here, despite what Freddie said. I know maybe that's kind of insulting to say that, but there's another song that comes later. It's not that much later, but it comes later from the boys. And it is an openly honest statement to a former manager of theirs and it's very harsh it's so harsh and Freddie wrote it the other guys were like Fred we can't play this I mean these hardcore rock and roll expressive assertive you know kind of arrogant yeah guys were like Freddie we can't play this we can't do this and they did And it's awesome. (laughs) That song is awesome. And this is kind of in the same vein, really. So I have a really hard time believing that this doesn't have a little bit of a personal dig. But that's just my opinion. This is, Flick of the Wrist is a dynamic and energetic rock number with the boys' impressive layered vocal harmonies. This is where we get some of those classic queen harmonies we love so much. Lots of effective tricks in audio production further intensified with an expressive and theatrical vocal performance from Freddie. Yes, I love the drama here. So appropriately dramatic. The song inherits the key of E minor, G major, from the previous track, Tenement Funster. But there are sections that lack a distinctive tonal center. And this creates a feeling of angst, uncertainty, and suspension. I love melodies and chords that kind of make you feel like you're just anticipating this resolve, but it doesn't come. It just keeps you in this in-between, this flux. It's a fantastic emotion. Phrygian Scales i.e. the harmonic minor scales with a flat second and a flat six. This is also called the Spanish gypsy scale as it's common in flamenco. So Phrygian scales, lots of syncopation and aggressive rock arrangements that create this interesting and unique sound that has more urgency and grabs your attention. Yes, it's much more like Great King Rat, only shorter. And yes, a little bit more sophisticated. A lot more sophisticated, actually. A lot more pop-infused. This is still very firmly rock, but there's just a little bit more accessibility here, perhaps. It sits comfortably between the previous Tenement Funster and the following much softer Lily of the Valley, creating a medley of drama. And as Always, the guys are locked in instrumentally, so tightly bound, resulting in a unified statement of composed and refined rock and roll. This feels more like a stage production score than it does a rock and roll song, and that's quite impressive. This was played 157 times by Queen, mostly from 74 to 76. So it was jam-packed on their set list almost all the time, if not all the time. And it was dropped in 77 only to make a handful of appearances during the Queen and Adam Lambert tours in later years. Live. This was sometimes longer than its original with a drawn out ending and a nice energetic close of drums and guitar that you don't get on the album because again, it it segues right into the next track on the album. It went off really well live. This was one of those songs that just translated so well on a stage, the energy was all there. So impressive, considering, again, it's just the four guys. They didn't have backup singers or players at this point. It's just four guys. Freddie would begin opening on the piano, playing live, and then he would bounce up as the drums and the guitar and bass would begin to interact with the audience as only he could. Brian, Freddie, and Roger all harmonize fantastically well in the chorus live. I can never stop listening to Roger's drumming when I listen to these live performances, but Brian is also impressive with those varied guitar riffs that surprise and deviate from the album version. We get some cowbell, a nice surprise from Roger, and all the while, John just keeps on pounding away on bass. I love the solo section live. Heavy, hard, and Brian just sings quite literally on his guitar. And he always does this, it's just the way he plays. Freddie provides nice accented piano against the heavier guitar. And really this is one of my favorite live numbers, even though it's super brief. And I'm so glad they kept it on the set list for a few years so we could get all of these performances. It's a rousing number live, with fantastic energy comes across extremely composed, solid, and dramatic. I wish I had something to say from the boys about this, but I don't. There, there's nothing said about flick of the wrist. I mean, yeah, the guys introduce it in live performances. There's one in particular. I love what Brian says at the 76 Boston performance. Tickling me ivories a little bit. (laughs) It's a nice little nod to the way Freddie will open the number on piano. Fun facts there are some, there may be some backwards guitar in this song. Either that or Brian is just that amazing to make it sound like his playing is in fact reversed. This is particularly in the intro. So if you listen to it, if, you, if you're familiar with the way a guitar is played and the way it sounds, you might think, oh my gosh, is that backwards? Neat little trick if they did it. This was also another song that Brian, because of his illness, didn't hear at all until it was time for him to drop in his guitar and vocals in the studio. I wonder what he thought when he heard this. He probably thought, oh, well, that's Freddie. <laughs> that is dramatically Freddie and I love it. I mean, this thing is hard rocking." And Brian was very much a fan of rock and roll styles in general, as was Roger. So I would imagine that these sections where Brian was allowed to just kind of go off on his guitar were a welcome opportunity for him. I'm going to take another sip of my wonderful pour over. Okay. So, critics' comments. (gasps) Suspense. No, sorry. We don't have any. (laughs) Generally speaking, people like this number though. I mean, from a fan perspective, this is one of those songs that people respond to and generally love to rock out to because it has that energy. It has the queen rock and roll vibe. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. It seems to encompass many different styles. I mean, I called it what? Progressive glam rock, but really this thing is kind of all over the place. It's a little bit classically influenced. It's got some very hard rock in it. It's got some, again, because of that Phrygian scale, it sounds almost a little bit, yes, sort of Spanish or Middle Eastern or something about it. It's just that tone, that tonality brings to mind those kinds of songs and melodies and those instrumentations and like something on sitar, you know, just, it just, it, it. in fact, that would have been a great addition to this song. But without further ado, I wish I had more to say about the comments from critics or something. But honestly, this is great because I can't wait to get into the breakdown of this song because I love this song. As brief as it is, and as abruptly as it starts and stops, this is a great number all on its own. Crash from Tenement Funster. We come in from that previous track right into this one with no break. And it makes for a very dramatic entrance too. Here's Freddie, all classically inspired, falling chromatically down the scale on the piano with impressive expression. And there's a lingering, echoing, slowly fading, sustained guitar that drifts through the background sounds. And it's such a nice ambient touch. You you almost don't notice it until you do. And then you're like, wow, that's very cool. I like that. And then, of course, Brian appears very dramatically with his crystal clear and lyrical playing, so singable. Enter John on bass and Roger's drums, and we're in full-on queen mode with ferocity and hard rock impression. Oh, that riff into the verse. It suspends us with minor tonality and a threatening tone, then phrygian tone, As Freddie sings in octave harmonies with himself, dislocate your spine if you don't sign, he says. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. Again, here we are. Freddie is singing about the aggressive and confining deals and contracts made between manager and artist in the day. And again, you gotta wonder if he is indeed singing from personal experience versus just observational reaction. Okay, Freddie, I'll take your word for it. Maybe. (laughs) The verse stomps along with slow and creeping guitar. John plays this sporadic arrangement on bass, extremely effective in creating this chaotic and surprising atmosphere. The bridge takes us into a more melodic moment that's rich with backing guitars and accented oohs from the boys, nicely done against Freddie's lead vocals. Mesmerize you when he's tongue-tied simply with those eyes. Oh, those lyrics. There's a very impressive sweeping feedback sound that intensifies as the bridge concludes, building into a momentous fray of low toms that continue and carry the weight of the forthcoming lyrics. Don't look back. Don't look back. It's a ripoff. Man, I love it the anger of this song. The chorus explodes with layered harmonies. Yes, this is the queen we love. Rich guitar melodies and call and response vocals with vocals calling and then also responding, but then we get responses from instruments as well. There's so much going on here. Clever panning of vocals and sounds that intensifies the momentum as the chorus continues on. Oh, Brian, your riffs here. And Raj, those drums and the cymbals. John, dang, your unrelenting bassline, And Freddie, all assertive and loud and fantastic Freddie. Then there's a nice conclusion of counterpoint with the bass line rising and the vocals falling down the scale to meet in the middle. Those fantastic lyrics that conclude the chorus all this time honey baby you've been had i admit i thought it was a baby you've been bad <laughs> which in some ways makes sense but implies a naughtier tone i suppose i didn't think it was been bad for very long i did read the lyrics early on quite a while back and i was like oh it's baby you've been had oh but it said so subtly you could kind of take it either way it's a nice little Nice little nod to Freddie's sort of enigmatic writing that, hey, you take it how you want to take it. That was always his attitude. We're back into the Phrygian tone with the second verse. Nice accents from Brian on guitar again. A little bit more variation in his playing. And the lyrics, intoxicate your brain with what I'm saying. (sighs) Ah. fantastic. As Freddie continues on with furious singing, Brian embellishes more on his guitar. And the second bridge is very different, extended with additional flashy from the guys. And this reminds me of the flash. ah. You know, everybody jokes about that, but that's what this reminds me of. The galloping drums here. "Ah," So good. So energetic the pounding, squashing bass and guitars, and Brian's screaming solo that just won't quit, Freddie's piano provides much-needed brightness. This whole section feels like a sweeping music film soundtrack, like a battle scene or some climactic moment of sudden change. The emotional effects of this music are incredible. Into the transition of the solo, there's a darker tone with bass and drums Everywhere in all directions, this is Queen's wall of sound in fine form with everything surrounding Brian's fantastic solo right there center stage. This is one of my favorites from him. I don't want it to end. I kind of wish the guys would just keep galloping along and we'd get more and more from Brian. And I wish they had played it that way live. I wish they'd given him this unending opportunity to just embellish forever. Brian bends his notes down into the last verse and we get some more great lyrics from Freddie. Work my fingers to my bones. I scream with pain. I still make no impression. Ah, the sacrifice, the sacrifice of it all, right? So dramatic, I love it. Roger rides the cymbal in the second half of the verse and John's bass is even more varied and interesting here. The last chorus is amplified, as always, with a bit of distortion, more flowery guitar arrangements, and John pulsing louder than ever on his bass. Just this note that repeats and repeats and repeats. It's so necessary here to carry that weight. And there's a fantastic resolution of closing harmony vocals, closely harmonized on seconds, which creates an air of Unknown and hesitation. And this ends on that unresolved note because it transitions into the gentle closer of the three song medley. For next time, that's for next time. That is Flick of the Wrist. Ooh, go check it out. It's one of those songs that I suppose it's talked about in the fandom, but I don't really read a lot about it. And I think it deserves more attention. I actually wrote about it on the Queen subreddit. For a while, I was choosing songs that were lesser known and I was writing about them and how impressive they were and are. It stands out as the super dramatic number that is a little throwback to what the guys used to do with Great King Rat and Liar and, oh man, so many numbers from the guys' first two albums that this is a nice nod to with such hard rock and energy. And I think Flick of the Wrist is one of those that you need to go check out and listen to live right now. Just go check out the Boston performance or I mean, find any concert from, what did I say? 74 through 76 and just rock out to it and enjoy Flick of the Wrist. I'll be back next time with another Queen Deep Dive. In the meantime, of course, keep yourselves alive and I will be back with some more Queen Dive fabulousness have a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you're having great coffee or a great drink or a great drive or you're out for a walk or a run or you're painting or I would say reading, but that would be, I'd be pretty impressed if you could listen to this and read at the same time. I used to listen to music and claim I could read at the same time. (laughs) I'm such a liar. (laughs) Mom, I lied to you. (laughs) I was saying I was doing my homework, but really I was probably just distracted by the music.